Hello, hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode on the KFT Church Podcast, hosted by Apostle Dominic Osei and Prophetess Desi Osei. Here, they share conversations and wisdom nuggets on Jesus, love, marriage, fellowship, and, and everything else you didn't think you needed to know about this walk with Christ. So today, the topic, it's two topics, it's twofold, and I don't know which way to approach it yet. Um... But I believe the Holy Spirit will allow me to pro- approach the first one first. And then we'll move from that. Look at this. Oh, my little vest came. Shout out. Yes, Think Pink Conference. Make sure you guys are coming in your numbers. Make sure you buy tickets um, for the masses. Buy tickets for people. It's a conference that is lit. Those of you who know, we are building our church by the grace of God. And so those ticket sales, let's make it up to like 3 million real quick in ticket sales so we can apply it to the church building because we need an edifice that will house everyone who desires to come. Nowadays, our church is so filled upstairs downstairs the kids room there's no space they're sweating and so i believe that god wants to do something new especially since corona came um we saw that there was a true need for that and so please make sure you get your tickets everything we're doing especially this year everything is going straight into those funds and pastor, if you're watching, I'll be waiting for you here. Anyway, let's get into it. So the first topic that will kind of delve into my second topic. The first topic is about complaining. Complaining. I realize that our generation is very spoiled. We are a very spoiled generation. An extremely spoiled generation. And anytime you have a generation that feels entitled and spoiled, what they do is essentially they begin to complain. They begin to murmur. Um, trust me, I get all sorts of messages all the time. And sometimes I'm like, wow, is, is, is this what God feels sometimes when he just sits there and he hears us complaining, complaining? Those of us who are fat. With big booties. We are praying that the Lord makes us skinny. Those of us who are skinny, we are praying that the Lord gives us a big booty. <laughs> Those of us who ain't got no money and is at peace, we praying that the Lord gives us money. The minute we get money and there's so much uh, responsibility that comes with the money, then we are complaining to God. It's like no winning. And lately, I've been getting so many messages of people complaining and murmuring. And I'm like, God, have mercy on your children. Because if you guys were to see my inbox, you would be like, you can only imagine what the prayers that are being sent to God. It's full of murmuring. We're murmuring about churches. We're murmuring about jobs. We're murmuring about spouses. We're murmuring about getting a spouse. Those of us who got a spouse. Next thing you know, oh, we, we can't. We, we are complaining about this. And th- it's just too much complaining. And so, you know, as I was doing my quiet time, I went to Numbers 11. Numbers chapter 11. And I want you guys to make sure you go there. You're probably watching on your phone. So I guess I'll read it to you. It says, now the people complained about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord. They what? They complained about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord. And when he heard them, his anger was aroused. Then fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. When the people cried out to Moses, he prayed to the Lord and the fire died down. So that place was called Tabira because the fire of the Lord had burned down amongst them. I think this here, you know, speaks for itself, really, if you think about it. The Bible says that the people complained, the people complained to uh, their hardships to the Lord. Now, it's good to mention that they did have hardships. These people were in the middle of the desert. 
Yeah, so they had hardship. They probably didn't have food. They probably didn't um, have money to pay for rent. They probably failed their test a few times. They probably were arguing with their spouse. They probably didn't have a spouse. They probably were working overtime. So it's good to mention that they had hardship. They actually had hardships. And when they complained, the Bible didn't say that the Lord answered them. You and I both read it here. What I'm telling you here is very scriptural. The Bible says that they complained and their heart, their hardships, and the Lord heard them. The Lord hearing them, the Bible says that he did what? He grew angry. He heard them and his anger aroused. So this right here tells me that the anger of the Lord can come upon you when you complain. So many of you who complain as a result, get the anger of the Lord and then complain more and it becomes an effect of continuous, 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 continuous turmoil that you are in. I want to go to another version. Let me see if I can find another version. I want to go to the NKJV version. It says, now when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. This is the New King's um, translation. It says, when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. For the Lord heard it and his anger aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp. So this stands to reason that complaining can actually cause the fire of the Lord to come upon you. Complaining can cause the Lord to be angered. So God doesn't only hear our prayers. He also hears our complaints. I think sometimes we're confused into thinking that God hears our prayers. But do you know that? He also hears your complaints. And this same principle, because this whole thing is a highly spiritual thing, this same principle adheres to the same thing. When even talking about people, you'll realize that you think that people only hear the good that you say. But when you gossip behind them, you don't realize that their spirit deep calleth unto deep. And so I can encounter you and though I have a good mind towards you, some way, somehow your spirit feels guilty that you have talked about me. Therefore, you start to react in a certain way that then causes me to pull back, even though I love you, even though maybe I didn't have any qualm towards you. Then you begin to react in a certain way. So the same principle applies here. When you complain, God hears it. He's not deaf to it. He complain when you complain, he hears you. But then the Bible says his anger grows aroused. So those of you who are always complaining, your prayer is complaints. Your everything is complaint. Your whole life has been complaint after complaint after complaint. Oh Lord, my skin. Oh Lord, my cheeks. Oh Lord, my eyes are too far apart. Oh Lord, my eyes are too close apart. Oh Lord. The church is doing this. You know, complainers are people who never stay in churches. That's why I think, you know, in our ministry journey, one thing that we're realizing is that there are certain people who come in and they are just complainers so much that the music team can be off note just a little bit. And literally, they're like, I'm leaving the church. They hear one thing and oh my God, though your ministry has blessed me, I got to leave the church. So this is something that happens in the natural and also in the spiritual realm. There are some, yeah, those of you who are agreeing, it's true. You have people who are literally church hoppers. And anytime we get a church hopper, anytime somebody comes and they kneel in front of us and they're like, oh, I want to submit. I want to do this. I'm like, ah, because where are you coming from? Why you left that place? And most of the time, they continue on with some bozo excuse that causes their leaders to probably come and hate another set of leaders. And so a lot of you cause a lot of turmoil in the body of Christ because you complain too much. 
Every little thing is an issue. And the first lady did this. And the pastor did this. And they didn't call me. And they didn't do this. And they didn't do that. And da 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 But I'm here to tell you today. Especially if you are a son or a daughter. Don't expect to speak to me. Or don't expect to get a response from pastor and I. Every time you text or call us. Church members are different. Sons and daughters don't expect it. Don't expect it because you should be able to catch on to certain things more than others. There are certain people that come in my inbox, literally, that either have joined virtually or have joined um, in-house. And when they message me, even when they tag me to something, I make sure I re-tag them. Why? Because I realize their faith is so small. They are complainers by nature and they get offended by the smallest thing. If you don't even double tap to like a message, it's an issue. If you don't respond to it, oh, and they don't have time for me and what kind of church is this? I didn't know when Bishop T.D. Jakes had time to talk to his over a million crowds of people. And so complaining people it's a spirit that you will carry that will cause you to gain disfavor amongst lots of people, not just God. So if God is displeased and it causes his anger to arise, how much more man? Because I ain't Jesus, you know, I'm delivered, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, but I really don't got time for shenanigans. You, you understand me? So God doesn't only hear prayer, he also hears complaints those of you who are always complaining do you understand that sometimes god can put you in a situation just so his glory can be made manifest if you go back to my sister in the lord uh tiffany montgomery i preached the message at her um um her meeting and it was about testimonies. Sometimes God will literally put you in something just so that you can be a beacon of hope for the people around you. Just so you can be a beacon of light. Just so to birth out your ministry. You know, pastor always talks about how, you know, he went into a situation with a young lady, though it was not the correct situation by God's grace, he came out. And every time he, he preaches that message, not even the women, the men always come to him and they're like, man, pastor, that was so good because I felt myself entering into that. I felt myself about to go into that. You see, God used that situation. To make sure that he gave him stripes. For I bear on my body the, the stripes of Jesus Christ. So let no man trouble me. Sometimes you'll go through stuff. And if you don't complain. And you are able to have hindsight. You will realize that the whole thing was set up to birth out your testimony. When my dad died. I was on a roll. I was preaching. I was getting revelation from God. I was doing the thing. And then my father comes and dies. Now it would be easy for me to open my mouth. And God forbid I ever do that. Thank God I didn't. It would have been easy for me to say that. In the height of me birthing out this so-called ministry that I thought I had. My father would die and it would bring so much shame to me. And people would say that, how is she preaching? And yet look at her father dying. In fact, the way that I handled that attack on my life is what caused so many people to come to Christ. Is what caused so many people to give their lives to Christ. One of our most faithful church members. I don't know if she's on here. Sister Esther, she's our head usher. If you ever hear us saying head usher, she's our head usher. She's the one who makes my outfits. So make sure you follow her. Ikusi Designs. Shout out to her. Um, she makes most of my outfits that you see. Um, I remember she messaged me and she said, oh my goodness. I watched the way you handled your dad. That time I, I wasn't married. I didn't have a ministry as far as a church. But she said, I watched the way you handled that attack with your father. I, I watched the way you did not break a sweat. I watched the way that you continued to preach. You didn't go missing online. I watched the way that you continue to push through. And because of that, I want to surrender it all. Not knowing the following year, I believe, her father died the same exact way. 
And she was able to refer back to how I did it, how I still push forward, how I didn't complain, how I didn't go on social media rebuking God and saying, woe is God and God kill me. And how could you leave my father? I'm dead. How could you leave my mom with seven children? How could all of these things happen? I didn't do that. Not knowing there were so many other people that were being renewed in thinking all because of that. Not realizing that. So you got to understand that complaints, complaints really take you away from God. Many of us are sometimes so religious that we think it's you're sinning or you're lying or you're stealing. Now you know that your complaints can actually take you away from God. Those of you who are always complaining, you complain to get a job. Now the job requires a lot. And now you are crying and you are like, oh my God, I can't handle this. I hate this job. Yada, 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 blah, 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 hoot, hoot, hoot. And God is probably sitting there like, ah, but ain't you the same one? Who asked me for this blessing and I've given it to you. So what is the issue now? What is the problem now? We got to be careful. We become so religious that we think that if a message is not full of big words and crazy revelation and this and that, that is not a message from the Lord. I'm here to tell you your simple, your simple complaining has caused you so much heartache, so much heartache, so much heartache. You asked for a child. God gives you a child. Now you're complaining about the pregnancy process. Did you think it was going to be easy? You asked that God makes you the head. Now he provides you with a lot of responsibility and you're complaining about that. Instead of using the word of God to actually fortify yourself in the realms of the spirit. Now you are complaining. You see, whatever is done in the high places is what will take place in the earth. What do I mean? Remember when Moses lifted up his hands to fight. The Bible says that Aaron and her lifted up his hands. And what was taking place down there as Joshua fought is that a winning situation was happening. So what is done in the heavenlies? What is done in prayer? What is done when you are at home in your closet? What is done is what you will see on earth. So those of you who murmur and complain in prayer, you're the same people that will see your life going anyway, anyhow, because you want to be religious and you think that you complaining is a form of prayer. Don't let these people fool you into thinking that you always got to pray. Yes, there is a point in your, in your life where you get where words cannot even explain it. Only tears can. The Bible says that the moanings and groanings which cannot be uttered. There's a time where you get to that level where, where life can be so overwhelming. But I'm, I can assure you that it is not every day. When will you arise? Remember Job's wife. She said, why don't you curse God and die? Because she was ignorant. She didn't understand. May you not be a wife or may you not have a husband that tells you to curse God and die. May you not be that person. Who throws in the towel just because you heard that someone has stage four cancer. May you not be that person who throws in the towel the minute you hear somebody's in a coma. Just because your daddy died when he was in a coma. You choose not to believe God and you choose to complain. That why is she praying so much? Why is he praying so much? Today I'm here to tell you that God does not just hear. <laughs> he does not just hear. Your prayers. He also hears your complaint. He hears your complaint. God uses the words in our life to control the events in our lives. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. It didn't say the, the gun. It didn't say witchcraft. It didn't say the person in the forest doing you. It says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So if you will live, it's because of your tongue. If you will die, it's because of your tongue. 
Control over your words controls your life. If you don't have control over your words, if you talk haphazardly, if you are a person who just can 24-7, then you got a real big issue. Those of you who got parents that's always complaining, you can look at your parents' life and say that, wow, parent, you are actually a failure because you complain so much. Because I remember one, one of my friends said this a long time ago. He said that if everyone was to put their problems in the middle of a floor, everyone would go back and take their own problem because they see that their problem is not as bad. So if you don't have a perspective in life, you will never, ever be able to tame your tongue because everything is woe unto me, woe unto me, woe unto me. How dare they say this to me? Why is this happening to me? Woe is me, woe is me. And my husband, Apostle Dominic, I want you guys to make sure you follow our YouTube page. He preached such a powerful message. It's a series actually. And it's about times and seasons. Make sure you go. It's the last sermon that was preached on a Sunday. And next week or this coming Sunday, he'll preach another one. It's so important that you understand times and seasons as well too. Because that also can give you control over your tongue. The Bible says that be a guard over your lips. Not everything do you say. Not every time do you say it. Even in the area of marriage, not every single day should you be complaining, should you be yelling, screaming at your husband, screaming at your wife. Not everything is warranted for a fight. Learn how to control your mouth. Learn how to control your mouth. If you look at the worst marriages, it was because it was two people who did not have control over their tongues. Yes, you'll get angry, but the anger can birth out you writing the wrong ordinance in your marriage over your child. That's why even when it comes to children, you have to be extremely careful what you say and how you say it. You can't just be talking anyhow, anyway, just because you gave birth to them. You got to be careful. You got to be a guard over your mouth, over your lips. Your words are very important. The way you speak is very important. If you truly know me, if you are a true son and daughter, you know that I hate people who talk anyhow. I hate that about people. I truly do. Because my mom is one person. She's such a linguistic person. She listens to you to discern where you're coming from. And so you can imagine, I got popped in the mouth so many times as a child. Because she's like, no, no, no. Not knowing that she was, she was literally rearing me. She was training me for how to speak in public. That's the true public speaking. There are certain things to this day in front of my mother, as grown as I am, no matter how many followers I got, no matter what church, no matter how much I'm married, no matter how many kids, there are certain things I'm very respectful, very respectful. I remember one, one of um, our team members, I got mad and she looked at me and she was like, first lady, even in your madness, you know how to say please and thank you. And she thought it was the funniest thing ever because she's like, most people who are mad don't say please and thank you. And yet I will be mad and I will make sure I say please and thank you because who am I? We got to be careful with the way we speak. You got to be careful with the way you speak. You can't be speaking anyhow. Most people literally don't have their dream job because the interview, they didn't know how to speak. Most people are not married to the woman of their dreams because as a man, they don't know how to speak. Most people literally cannot stay in marriage because as a woman, they don't know how to speak to their man. You got to ask God for the grace to be, to be able to speak. You got to be able to. 
and not just speak eloquently, not just speak eloquently. This is why Paul stated that I don't just come to you with words of eloquent speech, but I come to you with the dunamis power of the word. I come to you with power. That, that means that when, before you speak, in the back of your mind, you should be praying. And this is something that I've taught a lot of the, the people who are close to me. I said that when someone is speaking to me, literally, I can be staring at you, but I'm praying in the back of my mind. Lord, give me a word of wisdom to give to them. Give me something to say. Give me a scripture to bring to them. Not just, oh, I'm going to pray for you. Give me a word that would turn their situation around. So the tongue is extremely important. Complaining, I'm telling you, will get God displeased at you. Many of you are caught up into thinking it's only fornication. You, Most people actually think that the only sin that you can possibly do is fornicate. But little do you know that complaining can actually take you away from God. I don't think anywhere in the Bible actually says that anything else can take you, uh, can displease God such as this. I know division also displeases God. The words that you speak are life and death. And so this is why truly, truly, I'm one of the most sympathetic and empathetic when I can be type of person. Like I can literally sit with you and cry. If you've been heartbroken, I can sit with you and cry. I've done it many times. If your mama died, your daddy died, I can sit with you and cry. But the one thing to irritate my spirit, because this is my house, my life. Remember, we always got to be respectful of people. I'm talking about myself because this is my life. I can't talk about anybody else. One of the things that irritates my spirit is when people want to have a pity party. Ask my husband. I get so annoyed when people come to us. That's why I, I can't. I, I like to stay in my shell. And you guys got to pray for me because where God is taking my husband and I, I can't stay in my shell. I have to make sure I'm talking to people, which I do a lot. I, I encourage a lot of people on a personal basis. But one thing that I cannot take is the woe is me. Why me? Why me? Why am I failing this test over and over? Why me? Why me? Why am I going through a divorce? Why me? Why me? Why is this happening to me? Instead of saying, and not in a pompous matter, but instead of saying, First Lady, can you stand with me in prayer? First Lady, I've been going through this so much. Prophet of the Lord, I've been going through this so much. Apostle, I've been going through this so much, but I trust God. I believe that God is able to do it. I've read my Bible. I've been praying. You know, I have no more words, but I trust God. I know he can do it for me. I know he can come through for me because his words are yes and amen. I trust that God has done it over 2,000 years ago. I trust that God is in the neighborhood because my friend just got married. My friend just got proposed to. You got to be careful the way you speak. You got to be careful the way you speak. This month, I told you the Lord said that this is a creative month. The kind of messages that I've gotten, I started to just delete them because a righteous anger came upon me. I get messages like, oh, first lady, it's easy for you to say this is a creative month when you're married with children. What do you mean it's easy? Do you understand what I have going on? Yesterday, my head was pounding. My eyes were literally popping out of my head. We had two meetings with architects. My husband and I had to rush and go get the children. Not to mention, we have a revival coming up. Do you, so to text me or to message me, and say that it's easy for me to say something like that. You just want me to delete your message, basically. You actually want me to delete your message. You actually just want me to delete each message. And that's fine. I'll delete it. Because how dare you? Do you know what I got going on? My wig was on too tight. Let me pull it forward. It was on too tight yesterday because we had so much going on. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I have a lot to do. Not to mention, 
after about 4, 4.30, we become parents again. When the kids come back from uh, their daycare, we literally become parents again. So I'm like, how dare you say it's easy for me to declare this as a month of creativity? Do you understand that we are trying to do something bigger than our own selves? This church building, only God can build it and he will build it. We literally be looking at ourselves like, wow, is this what we're getting ourselves into? There's so much going on. Not to mention, we still have to become students of the word. We still got to get up early. Eyes bloodshot red, but still got to brush their teeth. Take them to school. Make sure we email in this one. Making sure this is going on. Making sure that is going on. The two new branches. This, that. In Ghana, whatever we're doing. Whatever wells we're building. Like so much going on. Can we complain? Do we have, uh, do we, we cannot complain. Because at a time, this is exactly what we prayed for. So when we complain, it actually slaps God in the face. Not to mention, low key, I do have a social media ministry that God has summoned me to. So I don't get on here because I want you to follow me. I don't get on here because it's cute. No, no, no. I actually have an obligation to make sure I come on here. It's an obligation from the Lord to come on here. If he don't speak, I'm like, cool. I could calm down. The minute he opens his mouth. Pastor's here. You coming? Come on, stop being a meanie. So, you have a responsibility, and the people complain, and it displeases the Lord. It's important to pay attention to the things that offend the Lord. It's important to pay attention to the things that offend the Lord. Yeah, if you didn't know, you can actually offend the Lord. You can actually offend the Lord. John chapter 8, verse 29. It says, the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. And so, as children of God, it's extremely and highly important that we do what pleases the Lord. <coughs> Everybody say hi to my baby daddy. This is the apostle of the house. <laughs> All right, it's extremely important to make sure we do. do Well, let me take my photo back then. Right, so (laughs) so it's extremely important to do what pleases (laughs) the. It's extremely important. You see, this is why a young man should fight their battles in their youth. Because when you get married, you can be preaching online. Then your husband comes in looking buff in his gym outfit. And then you stop being serious and delivering the word of God. That's why you got to do it in your youth. (laughs) Okay, babe. Talk to me. Talk to me. What is it? We're talking about complaining and how in Numbers chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. And I was telling them how we offend God when we complain. I mean, I think uh, complain basically is murmuring. Yeah. And I think we do that a lot as a church, as people of God. I think our generation, uh, there are things that we do that offend the Lord all the time. I, I always say this, when you complain... You actually end up losing more than you gain. My God. And most people's prayers that they pray, it's not a prayer that will bring any results. It's a prayer that actually will move them into more deep oppression. Uh, Because anytime you are complaining in your prayer, instead of coming up, you'll be going down. Mm. So complaints basically take you deep into the trouble that you are already in. And so you realize that when the children of Israel, when they decided to complain about what the Lord was doing to them here. And even the two-day journey for them, remember, mm-hmm. they were supposed to, from, from Egypt to Israel, could have been a two-day, three-day three journey. Mm-hmm. But because of the complaints and the murmuring, it ended up being a 40-year journey, which means that 
If you complain, you allow the spirit of delay to come into your life. My God! And many people's destiny has been delayed because all they know is complaint. All they know is murmur. Mm. Even in their prayers, they murmur. Alright? In their prayers, they are murmuring. Oh Lord, why me? Those kind of why me prayers, it may sound good to the ears and it will make you cry, but it will never bring results. Actually, it will move you deep into depression. Oppressive prayers. Yes. Yeah. And so we need to learn how to engage the word of God so that God can uplift us. You know, complaints will put you deep because when you complain, you are basically being ungrateful to the mm. Lord, number one. That is ungratefulness. That's ingratitude. All right. If, if you basically say that, Lord, what you are doing for me is not enough. Uh, so you complain. And because it's ingratitude, you end up losing. Mm -hmm. God will never ad address you. God will never uh, bless you for your ingra of, of your ingratuity. Right? Is that right? Yeah. So right there, you end up losing. So uh, we as a church need to learn how to how to pray up instead of praying down. My goodness. And that is what most people do. They cry. Most of the people that cry during worship, it's all complaints. It's, oh. Lord, Lord me. Oh. Why the guy left me? Why am I not having a child? It's complaint. Why don't you... Bible said the joy of the Lord is our strength. All right? And thanksgiving will cause God to do more for you. If you look at Jesus' life, every time Jesus did any miracle, he thanked the Lord. So we should learn to thank more than complaints, mm -hmm. all right? The things that we pray for, some people, in, uh, in her, her, I think I heard you say this, the people that they, they, they pray for a job, <clears throat> and then a few months after getting a job, you start complaining. That's oh, ingratitude. Apostle, it's too much. Oh, Apostle, I want to quit. Oh, Apostle, Apostle, Apostle. That's ingratitude. God will just take the job away from you, and then you, you'll be jobless. And so don't come to, to my house. Yeah, we need to learn how to... How to pray up more than praying down. Stop the murmuring. Uh, murmuring will release a curse on you. It will release delays. Uh, so look, if you if things are being delayed, check the way you pray. Mm. Check the way you address God. Check the way you, you talk to people. Is it, a, is it a language of complaints or is it a language of upliftment and thanksgiving and gratitude? All right? You wake up in the morning. Why are you complaining that the weather is too hot? <laughs> what if it's too cold? Right? That is crazy. You see how oh, much we complain without complain realizing. About you wake up, oh man, today is too cold. Lord, why, 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 why? And the Lord will, will take you out of this world. Will you like that one? No. So we should learn how to appreciate God. The Bible said this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You get up and say, Lord, I thank you for the day. I thank you for my husband. I thank you for my wife. Uh, instead of complaining about the wife, why don't you thank God for the wife? Instead of complaining about the husband, why don't you thank God for your husband? Instead of saying, oh man, these kids again, and, and murmuring over the children, why don't you thank God that you have a child? Go and ask somebody who don't have one. They will do anything and everything to get a child. And so we should learn how to appreciate God for everything he has given us, instead of complaining about everything that the Lord has given us. And if we can do that, man, we just... Many things will come in our mm -hmm, way. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that's why even prayer said in Philippians 4, 6, he said, don't be anxious about anything, all right? But we pray our supplication uh, and with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a key in the spirit. And I think children, the children of God need to understand this. It is a key that is in the spirit to unlock things for you. So anytime you do the opposite, you actually lock yourself, you see? It is a mystery in the kingdom that when you thank God, it opens doors for you. But now the enemy is allowing us to do more of the murmuring and complaining, which is the opposite of the thanksgiving and the gratitude. And then we end up locking things. That's why we delay. We are delayed. And so I pray that no matter what you are going through, mm -hmm. whether you have a house to, to live in or not, whether you have a husband or not, thank God for what you have right now. And you see how God will multiply. Mm -hmm. Because gratitude will always bring multiplication. Mm -hmm. And so we need to learn these things. And uh, it's a great topic to deal with. And these are pastoral topics to help people to understand that. Listen. What about the church members that complain a lot? Not just our church per se, but as a pastor, you hear your own pastoral friends. Even in preachings, you hear pastors talking about people who complain too much. What do you have to say about that? I mean, people who complain too much. Um, they leave the church most of the time. Yeah. They're the ones who harass you the most. They're the ones who text you the most. 
yeah, call you they are needy. waste their time. Needy most. people. And they are also, uh, somebody was said, they, they are not there to help your your vision. They, it's all about what they can get from you. Mm -hmm. And so the moment they are not getting it, is they, then they start complaining. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't see... They don't, they don't look out for you to see that what you are going through. Maybe you are also going through stuff. And so um, there are people like that. You know, there are people that are out there. They All they do is complain. They complain about everything. They even complain about good things. And so um, as a man of God, you encounter many, many of these people. Uh, so I believe that's why we are there, right? To teach mm -hmm. them the right way. Mm -hmm. Because murmuring, when you look at the children of Israel... Uh, when you look at the, the the book of Exodus, you realize that there was a lot of murmuring and God was angry. Mm -hmm. You know that even it got to a point, God was ready to kill all of them because of their murmuring mm -hmm. and the complaints. Mm -hmm. Remember the time that the serpents were, were, were biting them? Mm -hmm. It was out of complaints. They murmured, so the Lord allowed the serpent to just kill them. And then the Lord said, that, you know what? Moses, if you come to me, I'll give you the solution. And the Lord gave Moses the solution to kill a serpent and lift it up and then when they look at it without complaining then they lift and so we should learn how to um appreciate god instead of complaining we shouldn't allow because it actually pisses god off now if you really want to piss god off just it says keep to displease him and his anger aroused oh yeah he was ready to kill them and it caught yeah it caused the the fire to burn yeah he, he was so even when uh <laughs> It got to a point the Lord the Lord was ready to take them out and Moses had to intercede and tell the Lord to repent. That was the first time I see a man being able to stand before Elohim to say, Lord, repent. Mm -hmm. And 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 because the Lord was ready to kill them and, and say that Lord, you know what? I'm gonna start a new generation with you, Moses. Mm -hmm. Forget about these people. Let me take them out. Because they stiff necked people. They mm -hmm. they will complain about everything. Everything. They, they wanted manna, right? Look at it. They wanted manna. Guess what happened to them? Manna, they complain about the manna that they've been eating this manna or they don't, now they want meat. And then the Lord allowed the quails and other meat to come. So, and then when they needed water, Moses would get them water. That is the reason why Moses didn't even get to the promised land. Mm -hmm. These people complain about everything. They got to a point, Moses got pissed off. Mm -hmm. The most meekest man on this earth, mm -hmm. because of complaint, he misses, he misses time. And so, we got to be careful, you know. Do uh, you complain about what your husband does? I mean... You complain about what your wife does. Instead mm -hmm. of appreciating them, do we end up complaining? These are mm -hmm. things that as married couples, uh, you look at. Because sometimes you think about complaining about something out there. Mm -hmm. But it could be something that you are doing inside your marriage. Mm -hmm. When was the last time you said, babe, thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate what you have done. Mm -hmm. When was the last time you, 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 you show some kind of gratitude for what your husband does? Mm -hmm. Maybe he's out there working to bring money home. Mm -hmm. well, have you even thanked him for that? Or it just... A self, uh, what is entitlement? Mm -hmm. Don't get to a place where you feel like you're entitled for these things uh, because most people don't have it the way you have it. Mm -hmm. And so, you thank the person, uh, you know, you thank them, you thank them for all that they do. And I pray that we will learn from this because it will help us as, as Christians. You know? Yeah, and going back to John 8, verse 29, it says, The one who sent me has not left me alone for i always do what pleases him and so that stands to reason that what if you want god to be with you then you have to be a person who does not complain you see every time you complain it causes god to leave you it's a misnomer that people think that god won't but complaining just like if you complain too much i'm like i'm done with this person like the same way it says that it causes God. Um, he said, I do, I do what he said. He has not left me because I do what pleases him. So what if what displeases him is complaint, then I must do what pleases him, mm. which is to obey. Obedience actually draws Christ closer to you. Mm. If you read Genesis chapter 39 verse 2 it says the lord was with joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his egyptian master so when the lord is with you it causes you to prosper in order for the lord to be with you that means you cannot complain if you complain then the lord is not with you his anger arises towards you wow right that's powerful that's powerful you know i think <laughs> This is this is a this is a whole this teaching right here. This is destiny changing kind of teaching. Cause these are keys that unlock things in the spirit. 
Alright? Now, Joseph had every reason to, to complain. Because remember, he has been caught by his brothers, put in a pit somewhere. They almost killed him. And then they end up selling him mm -hmm. as a slave mm -hmm. to a strange land mm -hmm. where he knew nobody. He's a young boy. And he had a reason to complain. He could have complained like, Lord, why you allowed this thing to happen to me? He got a bigger reason than these people. You see? But the Bible said that he kept a good spirit. And he, he was so positive. And so he prospered. Mm. He unlocked it because he showed appreciation. He showed gratitude. The Lord, I'm still alive. That is enough for me to, to praise you. You know? I wrote here somewhere. I said I was looking back to some mm -hmm. of the stuff that I've written before. I said your reaction to situation can doubt God, right? Wow. Murmuring, complaining, speaking negative, self pity, and this is where we don't get self pity, not taking a step to move forward. These can be reasons to doubt God, and once you doubt God, you know you are done. All right, because without faith you cannot please God, and so most of us are not pleasing God. Because everything that we are doing is showing doubt. Doubt. Yeah, you are 35, so now you complain that why, Lord, why am I not married? Instead of standing upon the word of God and declare and believe God that, yeah, no matter how long it takes, it shall come to pass. That's the major key, standing upon the word right. of God. You see, instead of praying up, what you do is you pray down. Because when you first, the first thing you say is, Lord, why? Why? How, why how long? Mm -hmm. How long? How long? So you complaining. You murmuring. All right, you murmur. Perspective. Okay, and 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 self pity, self pity is one of the ways that people don't even know that they are displeasing God. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you got up today and said, "Oh, look at myself," and then and woe me, and 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 people that even low self esteem mm -hmm. is a way to displease God because you don't appreciate what God has given you. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, if God made you like um, God made you big and be appreciative. Right? He, he didn't make me big. I just got big. <laughs> <laughs> Even now, I'm doing something about it. I'm yeah, working you, out. But the funny thing is that you are not big. I don't know where you get this idea from, young lady. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, yeah, it's important not to complain. You know, whatever, whatever affects heaven... You always have to be mindful of If you know this is something that God is warning you about, if you heard it, now I think that the Holy Spirit will now literally give you a prompting in your spirit when you are complaining or about to complain because you heard mm. this word. So now you cannot say you're ignorant and you don't know what complaining does. Now you know exactly what complaining does. So you are, you are even more in the wrong for now knowing than anything. And it's a better Bible said for lack of but the whole thing is that for lack of for not for lack of knowledge my people perish. Now whether you knew or you didn't know, you were on you were blocking things in the mm -hmm. spirit for yourself. So it's better to know now. You see, that's why we preach. That's why we take preaching very serious. Mm -hmm. Because every word that is coming is to prepare you for the blessings that the Lord has for you. Mm -hmm. Remember, the blessings is already there. Mm -hmm. God has already blessed you, He has already made you rich. Your marriage is already in the spirit, it's already mm -hmm. there. The problem is how to bring it from the spirit to the reality. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, we, 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 we don't have the key. We don't know what to do mm -hmm. to bring those things to pass. Mm -hmm. And what we are teaching today is one of the ways to unlock those things that has already prepared for you in the spirit mm -hmm. to bring it down here on earth. Mm -hmm. You know, even talking about the lady that just um, had a testimony about having a child. Mm -hmm. It was the, the spirit of Gratitude. Gratitude. She yeah. didn't complain that why, Lord, why am I not having the child? Mm -hmm. She said that no matter what, um, I mean, you can explain to them because I think I'm I'm jumping ahead. Go ahead, explain to them what. No, no, she had know. she 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 didn't have a baby, she didn't have a baby or whatever, and um, she began to praise God in the bathroom. Yeah, she, she said she praised God. She praised God for hour every day. So for one hour, she'll be there praising. And now she used the weapon of praises. Praise is one of the powerful weapons we have as Christians. It's not just prayer. Remember, he told Peter, he said, unto you, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. It's not just one key. And I know that sometimes we say that prayer is a master key. Yeah, prayer is not the, on, it's not the only key. Praises is also a key to unlock things in the spirit. All right, and so the woman said that she she joined the she joined the Hallelujah Challenge, mm -hmm. 
And every every hour of the day, every 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 day for one hour, mm-hmm. she'll go to a bathroom where she have a privacy mm-hmm. and she will just praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And she will dance and she will imagine she will imagine she use the power of her imagination. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've taught I've taught our church. They use your power of your imagination to see she saw the baby, she saw herself holding the child. Mm-hmm. Although she wasn't even ovulating. She wasn't she didn't even she wasn't even pregnant, but she saw herself. And by doing that, it showed appreciation mm-hmm. in the spirit and it unlocked the thing for her to be able to conceive. Mm-hmm. You see, and had a child. So uh we gotta use the same thing. No matter what you are going through, uh, I urge you by the mercies of the Lord to learn how to praise God than complain. Mm-hmm. Learn how to praise your your spouse more than complaining. Mm-hmm. Learn how to praise people, uh, your leaders more than complaining. Uh, there are people that uh, every little thing is a complaint in the church. Sometimes church you pastor wore blue today and he wore it last week. I'm leaving the church. Yeah, people complain about everything and anything. You know, oh the the, the this and that. You know why they don't do this? Why they uh, have people talking about? Oh, they have favorites. They have this. Who cares about favoritism? We have to preach the word of God. I don't care about favoritism. I'm here to preach God's word. I'm re- I'm here to 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 help you to make it to access the the blessings that God has for you, so that you can make it to heaven. Why do you care about somebody's life? Right, and that and that is that is also what complaining does is it causes your eyes to be covered. And instead of seeing things for what God has has it to be, now you begin to see things in a different light because you're now looking at things through the lens of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so instead of looking at it as, wow, pastor is really into the preaching of the word and he doesn't even have time to be talking to me while I, I murmur and complain. He's here to really ignite me. They're like, oh, pastor didn't call me today. Pastor didn't do this. Today. And it happens all the time, not just with our church. It happens all the time. And these are things that the body needs to address too much complaining too much complaining. Everybody is always complaining. I see that there's this trend going on where people are saying that, you know, people are leaving the church by God's grace. That's not our story by the grace of God. That's not our story. Mm -hmm. But the reason why that is happening is because pastors, if you're on here, you need to start giving real pastoral teachings. Like this is not normal for you to always be complaining for you to hop from churches in the past 10 years for you to be in three to four different churches. That is not normal. Yes, it's a distraction and destruction, a uh, man of God. Oh, Pastor Paul is on here. Yes. Man of God, salute. We salute you. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's like, wh- what is wrong with people? People need to hear the, the real word sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pastoral work, you got to see yourself as a father, right? So uh, if your children are going in the wrong direction, what do you do? You got to speak up. You can't, you can't say you're neglecting them mm-hmm. and because of the, they will be offended. I'm not going to say anything mm-hmm. because that's, that's church witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And many church members have, witch, have, speak bewitched, on it. have bewitched their, their pastors. Uh, because the moment your pastor will say something, the next thing is you say that you leave in the church. That's witchcraft. That's too much control. Mm-hmm. There are many people that are abusing their, their pastors and bewitching their pastors because of emotions. The moment the pastor complain about, or, or, or uh, not complain, address them for the things they are doing badly so that they can, mm-hmm. they can correct it. Oh, right there. Oh, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. So then the next time the pastor will not open his mouth to say anything mm-hmm. because he doesn't want to risk losing you. You understand? And so these are the, that's why many men of God are not able to do what they are supposed mm-hmm. to do. But the scriptures tells us that we we should make it easier for them because they are, they are the keepers of our soul. They are the one that watches our soul. That we as church members should make it easier for our pastors to what? To be able to watch over us, but we don't. Because the moment he mentions something, the next thing Offense. is, I'm offended. That's a whole nother uh, teaching. Pastor, um, yeah, uh, I think the Lord said I should leave your church. The Lord didn't say nothing. It is your spirit of offense that is telling you to leave. You know, there are many people that have made decisions based on what the devil was telling them. All right? But if you're a true son or a true daughter, you have nowhere to go. You stay. There's a difference between a church member and a sons and daughters. And so sometimes you cannot address 
son, uh, daughter, uh, church members the way you address your sons and your daughters. Because if you have a son in house or a daughter in house, when you whip them, they stay. This is your father's house. They're not going anywhere. But if you have people that are just, um, just regular church members, yeah, they feel like they can go to another church. You understand? So this is where it gets a little tricky. When you're on this side of the world, you understand. Mm -hmm. And there's a big responsibility on us as, as leaders to make sure that we are doing what Jesus wants us to do so that we keep our eye on the soul. Because once we, we can all say, oh, you know what, forget it. Let me just focus on my own biological children. Forget everybody else. And then we will answer to the one that have called us. Yeah. And so. And that's why even as a son or a daughter, you really have to see if your 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 beliefs align. You have to make sure that things align with the person that you want to now father you, so to speak. These are these are very highly important things that the body should begin to talk about. If I know you are a feminist, you know I'm not a feminist. Those are two different worldviews. Granted, we can talk it out, but if I see that you carry the spirit of offense and you're a feminist and I'm not a feminist, therefore when I'm preaching or speaking, I'm going to offend you, then me and you, you can stay at bay. You should not even come to me trying to say, can you mother me in the spirit or none of that. No, 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 no. We should not do that. We got to be careful. Yeah. I think the spirit of offense is one of the things that, yeah, you know, I mean, we don't, I don't, I know, I know you don't want to switch it to sonship and, no, no. and fatherhood. Um, the spirit of offense is real. And the Lord showed me this a long time ago. This is what happens. And I did a face, uh, Instagram highlight. You know, if you go on my page, you'll see a lot of the highlights that I've done. Hopefully it encourages you. The Lord showed me something. He said, this is how offense works. This is you. And this is whoever is covering you, whether it be your biological mother or father or your spiritual mother or father. This is you. This black thing is you. They are covering you with their prayers. What offense will do is make sure that you speak or you talk down or it triggers you to disrespect them. In turn, if they are not highly spiritual, they will what now remove their covering away from you. So many of you that think that only your prayers is what's making you a blessed one. Little do you know that the people around you, God, God has entrusted them to make sure they are always warring and praying for you. But the minute offense creeps in, it breaks the hedge. So you'll realize that your mom who was praying for your marriage, now one day you are frustrated that she told you, make sure you get to church on time. Maybe your blessing is there. Now you are offended. How dare she talk to me, a grown woman like that? Then you go and disrespect her. You say something. And the next thing you know, she too gets offended. And she's like, you know what? I'm not even going to pray for her marriage anymore. Yeah. So that is where the, the maturity comes in as a leader, right? Because... If people can control, if people can can actually control the way you react, the way you behave, you are in trouble. You are in trouble because when you are in a leadership position, you need to develop uh, what's the word? Um, a maturity. Maturity to a point where you are not moved. That you don't do things for people because of what they do, but you do things because of Christ. Mm -hmm. So if your focus is on Christ as a leader. It makes it easier that even when people offend you, you still pray for mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Because for what, that is what Paul said. He said, for we are not ignorant of his devices, lest he gain advantage That's of it. us. So we as a leaders need to be highly spiritual. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, yes, the enemy wants to destroy the soul. Mm -hmm. The only way he can destroy the soul is if your covering lead the person. Yeah. And so the moment we become very carnal in our mm -hmm. way, very emotional, we take our covering by God, you know. We take our, we take the copy. We don't pray for the person, and then boom, the enemy take the person out. And you, know? you don't know how important covering is until the covering is yeah. taken off. Yeah. And then you're exposed, and then you are ridiculed, and then you are in the middle of a war that you didn't even know you were in mm. because the whole time somebody was fighting for you. Yeah. And so that 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 takes a lot of maturity. That is the aspect of ministry that nobody will tell you. Yeah. Uh, it takes a lot of maturity. A lot of maturity. Maybe we should do something, five things that we've learned in the five years of having a church. Or, because we've both been in ministry for a while, maybe like ten things we've learned in ministry. That's fine. We should. 
We should do it soon. Yeah, soon. we should soon. Whenever, <laughs> whenever that is. All right. The spirit of offense. It will take covering away. But the covering, you know, that's what pastoral work is. Just a work of sacrifice, man. Your emotions don't really matter. You just gotta keep make sure. And what, what one thing that I've learned, and I've listened to many great great men of God mm-hmm. say. And even through my experience as a pastor, mm-hmm. you learn how to keep your heart. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes the people that you actually bless most are the ones that disappoint you. Yeah. And it's part of the enemy's agenda to mm-hmm. do that, to make sure that you are hurt. Mm-hmm. And so you got to learn when to release your heart and when not. Mm-hmm. You know, you deal with everybody according to, because of Christ, mm-hmm. not because of what they do. Because the moment it becomes too personal, mm-hmm. it gets very, very bad. Mm-hmm. You know, people get emotions, get involved and all that. So mm-hmm. you should learn how to just be leaders, mm-hmm. um, matured. And, and it's like you, you're raising a child. Mm-hmm. You, you are not moved by what a child does, but you just said, I'm trying to correct you. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and from that perspective, your emotions will not be involved because many people come in and go. There are many people that will come and go. Many will not stay. Uh, many will have reasons to leave. Uh, you understand that in pastoral work uh, and this is even in relationships friendships you'll see that one friend that every day is a complainer as a result they become offended yeah and then all their friends leave them and then it's another complaint nobody ever cares about me that's true they always say that and nobody loves me you're like a little baby nobody (laughs) loves me it's like nobody want to be my friend yeah you know, nobody want to be my friend. And so, yeah, I think complaining, going back to complaining, it will destroy you. It will delay your life. It will take the blessings of God away from you. But when we learn how to appreciate God and, 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 and show gratitude, it causes increase. And God also perfect us. Mm-hmm. Remember the, the, the lepers that Jesus mm-hmm. healed them. They came, one, one of them one. came. To give thanks to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And by doing that he was made whole. Mm-hmm. So you become perfect in the Lord. When you learn how to appreciate him. Mm-hmm. And thank him. Alright. So let's learn how to thank. More than complaints. Amen. Amen. Again your hosts were Apostle Dominic Osei. And Prophetess Leslie Osei. We hope you were blessed by this conversation and gained insight. Please be sure to connect with us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at Kingdom Full Tabernacle. Until next time, God bless you.